Hi, I'm Chief Bob Vasquez. And I'm Dr. Jose Lugo Santiago. Welcome to Leaders and Futures. Let us have a new kind of conversation, one about leading as futures emerge, are yet to happen, or plainly need to be reimagined. Someone has said that the best way to predict the future is to create it. Although it's impossible to predict the future, one thing is certain, you must lead in it. It's time to think differently about leading. This podcast is powered by the Institute for Leadership and Strategic Foresight. Let's get started with today's discussion on leaders and futures. Well, we are back one more time. Hola, Lugo. Good to see you. We, Steve, uh, good to see uh, you too. I, I'm excited about our discussion last time because uh, we ended on, a, 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 I think, a really powerful topic, and that's trust, developing trust and developing an environment of trust, which I think is critical to being an effective leader. Mm -hmm. Now, as we were talking about toxic leaders, I think that's the opposite. When someone uh, who, who really, no kidding, is a toxic leader, I think the, the, the emotion there is the distrust. You can't trust that person. The effective leader has developed a culture, and I guess it is culture, it becomes a culture, an environment of... Yeah. Uh, based on trust, which takes foresight. The, the the term that you use sometimes is negotiating the future. I'm not sure that you can negotiate that because I believe mm. that, you know, the creator has the future in hand and it's going to be whatever the creator decides. Mm -hmm. But but we can believe that we're big enough to negotiate with the creator. Let's let's just say that, okay? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, absolutely. I think but we the, can. The negotiation, I think, really no kidding, is with each other. Right, yeah. we. I think, and possibly, uh, th this just came to mind. You have to negotiate first with yourself. We talked about that last ep last episode about taking care of yourself. So, if you if you're going to lead properly, if you're going to lead effectively, you have to negotiate with yourself. What what does this future look like? Mm -hmm. So, I would say uh, we can negotiate. I think we that is just in a negotiation. Some people win. And some people lose. Uh, in some cases, there's what we want to go for is a win-win, right? That's where we want to go. But there's always this risk uh, of some of us winning or or losing, although we want a win-win, and that's what we'll go through. Uh, but but I would say uh, in this type of negotiation, the foundation is trust. You mentioned it, and then I, I think uh, on the last episode you used an example about uh, uh, people pulling you in and talking with you and not feeling threatened about uh, what the perspective of the person who was working for you is giving you feedback, uh, something among those lines. And, and so trust makes everything effective, right? Uh, it, it because, because there is trust uh, there you can build this and you mentioned the environment also you can build an environment where people are able to provide you feedback you are able to speak without feeling like because without feeling that that you're uh, on eggshells like people like to say uh, but also uh, it makes you effective it makes you effective and I think in that environment leaders especially those leaders with the balanced ego those are really very effective leaders they're 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 able to to understand they have the capacity but they don't know it all and they need others to complement 
you know, each other. And, and those people, because they are able to see what's in the environment, they are able to see inside, uh, they are really good at being able to negotiate the future. And, uh, and I use this, this phrase, right? Because first it entails that, that you and I, our people, have seen something out there that is where we want to go. It is not uh, natural that all of us are going to agree as to how this picture of the future or the f is going to look our preferred future. When we think about our preferred future, uh, future is that that vision, right, where we all want to go. Uh, to think to think about vision without understanding uh, all of the effects of the interconnections that move uh, the the forces that we have to go against time, uh, limited resources, people moving from job to job, uh, you know, uh, policy and so on without, without, without us, without thinking about those, those things and thinking about vision, it is irresponsible. This is what I mean, uh, to create a vision, you know, for all of us to agree into a vision without having uh, taking into due consideration all of the things that can happen, that is irresponsible. So therefore, if we are going to get into this preferred future, we have to be able to negotiate what we can take from the situation that we're in, understanding that as we move to the future, things change and futures are going to emerge. And based on all of those futures that emerge, we can take a little bit from this future, a little bit from this future, and create the vision that is the most, uh, the preferred, the preferred, and the most plausible. So then we can have an agreement on how we're going to go there. And I think those those things uh, are important and define what I term negotiating the future. It, it's we we have to do that. Well, and and as I was saying, I, I think the first negotiation is within yourself, and. But, you know, I, I don't know whether that's an easy one or not. You, you would think that it would be an easy one, uh, but it may not be. It's but, difficult. But it, it could be, yeah. But the, the real difficulty, I think, Lugo, is negotiating with your followers and your peers, the team, I guess you would call it, the people that are working together. And, and in my experience, and especially going back to our topic last time, when you uh, work with or for I'll say non-effective leaders, non-effective managers, uh, that doesn't happen. You know, uh, you, you know that I served uh, on, in the military for 31 years, and then I served as a civilian employee uh, with the Air Force for another 20 years, or, more, or about 20 years. And there was a huge change in the, the perspective of the force toward military, in the military, you know, active duty, and civilians civilians at least in my perspective and this is i think uh, uh, shared by a lot of people that i worked with maybe it's just the environment that we were in but when we got became because almost well i'll say everybody that i worked with had served uh, on active duty and then they became civilian uh, employees and the the i think that's it we we were employees we were not teammates we were told what to do. We were never asked. And here I am, 31 years of being at the top level, you know, being a, a, what you guys call a command chief and all. Uh, I saw all of that at the executive level, but I was never, ever 
asked, what do you think about this? Because that, and, and I think, well, again, based on the discussions that I had with my peers, that happened to everybody. Uh, people served 20 years doing something and it died. You know, it seems to me that the smart thing, the effectiveness would be, okay, I have these people have a, a huge range of experience. I'm talking about hundreds of years of experience. Let's negotiate, no kidding, sit down and talk about what does the future hold? What does it look for? look like in the next five, ten years, whatever. And each of those people can give you a different perspective. And I think, you know, one of the things that, uh, I won't call them toxic, I think, but people that think are leaders and are not, is that they think, they, they want to hire people like them. And that's stupid. You know, if you want, mm-hmm. I think it was Patton who said, if two of us are thinking the same thing, we don't need one of us. Winston with, to, Churchill, yeah. We need to, we need to hire the person that's going to give us that opposite perspective. Otherwise, we'll never see it, and then we're only going, going in one direction. Maybe we'll be mediocre. Maybe we'll fail miserably because mm-hmm. we didn't see the other part. Hey, hey, boss, that's what you were saying at the beginning. Hey, boss, did you ever think about this? Oh, no, I hadn't thought about that because that's not my perspective. But if you have that and, and more, two or three or whatever, uh, folks to, to give you those different perspectives, I think it, in my I, I, uh, mind, then we can really, no kidding, negotiate. We want to get somewhere over here. How do we do it? Mm-hmm. So, you know, you're, you're mentioning, and that's what I mentioned uh, when uh, you were talking about negotiating. The negotiating, the, you, you mentioned we have to negotiate with you first and the reason why I say that is sometimes difficult is because you have your own perspective as to how things look you know all of us are frames uh, we all have frames of thinking uh, that are uh, been molded over you know generation uh, over decades our experiences mold right our values mold how we see things uh, in 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 those things prevent us sometimes from seeing things. There are things that uh, you mentioned, uh, the change on the, on the workforce, they change. I mean, I looked at when we work with organizations and we see the changes in generations and now we have all these generations working together and each one of these generations have a different view of how we should work in the, in the, in the work center, right? So if I am, in the middle, I have to negotiate with myself thinking, okay, this is not, this is the way, uh, like the Mandalorian, right? Uh, this yeah. is the way. Uh, <laughs> and that's what, what I do not want to be, right? I do not want to be the Mandalorian in, in my story in here working with others. I want to be able to uh, look at your way and the other person's way. So, but I, inside so, of so me, you're I have to really negotiate my. I negotiate how I'm going to view and what right. I'm going to take from them. That that way is not the only way, right? And uh, again, we go back to Covey because we both studied for, with Covey. Uh, one plus one equals three or more. I know some of people are going crazy. The the mathematicians are going crazy. Say, wait a minute, that's not right. In the sense that. Your idea, that's one. My idea, that's one. Combined can give us the third idea or the fourth idea, which again, and now that I think about it, that's exactly it, isn't it, for negotiating that we do that. I have a perspective. You have a perspective. Let's come up with another perspective that we can agree on. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, in the combination of yours and mine, we are going to co-create. But co-creation, you know, it requires maturity, right? It requires also that you be vulnerable. In this co-creation journey, I may feel, I may discover that I lack knowledge, that I lack Oh, humility uh you know humility is very important for uh the uh the growth of wisdom uh in, in ourselves and, and so once i do that we can co-create the future and that's a, that where we want to be right it's a synthesis a, a combination of all of us and and that is very difficult and the leader has such a huge responsibility in that co-creation to to understand how the future is formed. And unfortunately, that is not something that everybody knows. And a lot of people don't understand how, how that is. And it's a responsibility because if you fail, all of us fail, <laughs> you know? And, and so in that process of co-creation, understand but, your but perspective, you, you understand mine, then we yeah. together are going to discover what's possible. Right. But but what the, cult, the culture has evolved, uh, I think, Lugo, into the opposite of that we we don't and i say we the big we i don't yes. think yeah i don't i don't think in this these terms uh, because i grew up differently but nowadays if the the group the unit unit the organization fails immediately the hands go up pointing at someone else it wasn't my i mean from the very top to, to any uh, part of the organization we blame someone else they're haters. All of a sudden, well, we we failed. We didn't fail. This failed because somebody else did it. Well, that's not necessarily true. And I think in our culture right now, we're we're really lacking, and we're looking for people to take accountability. I screwed up. Sorry, I won't screw up again, and this is how I'm going to fix it. But I screwed up, and we don't have that. You know, I, I don't see it anyway, anyway, uh, anywhere. We always blame somebody else for something that we could have fixed and should have fixed had we had the, the number one is the H word, humility. Mm-hmm. Well, what we see now is, yes, there is a, uh, a, uh, a need for leaders to take responsibility. The buck stops here, as we like to say. But, but you see what we're doing right now, you're talking about what is happening right now, we have shifted. Uh, we we have shifted how we speak. And that, in my opinion, has created this problem with, with accountability and seeing beyond the present circumstances. And so we, we are so focused on the present. And this is the language that we use. We have gone from active voice to passive voice. And we love to use passive voice, right? Because we're concerned that somebody's going to, in some cases, uh, uh, be offended or, or 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 whatever or we care a lot for the next person and we just want to take that person aside and talk with the person because that's really what matters is not to you know just take you know uh your weapon and uh you know and metaphorically speaking right and and, and getting getting people you know hurt in the process no the idea is to you know talk with the person we have the issue rehabilitate and, and move forward but this is what i mean uh by language active versus passive voice we know in the simple terms is uh you know i threw the ball right and so i threw the ball i i made that decision or bob made that decision 
and from that this happened and so we like to uh to speak and the ball was thrown <laughs> you know and, and and then we do it in documents that are you know 1000 pages long uh, we do it in conversations that take you know 30 minutes or whatever and so what happens is in that process everybody's confused there is no sense of responsibility and then after we get out of there and you probably be in these conversations where we spend so much time we get out of those meetings and everybody it's like what happened <laughs> nobody really knows what happened we haven't been able to move forward because we were afraid of speaking an active voice and being able to co-create together it is vulnerability right it is it is it is difficult to accept what other people can see but those things are important for us to understand what's driving the, the, the what driving forces are creating these effects in the present and how these forces, if we, if we all could see it, how these forces create visions of the future. What do you see? What do I see? And then from all of those, we, we, we begin to uh, negotiate with others, understanding all of us that we are all being heard. You know, and then the foundation of all of that is trust, right? Because if if you if I give you my opinion, if everybody tells you what everyone sees, and you are the leader, and then you're using it to then you know take notes on people, then you're not going to have that co-creation. You're not going to be able to move people into the future. Yeah, you will move them into some kind of future, but it may not be a preferred future. Maybe. A nightmare, you know, yeah. <laughs> not, not a dream. Right. And, uh, you know, I've done workshops and seminars on trust, building trust, that's what I call it. And it's an interesting thing that I always ask people, what, how do you define trust? That's the, the beginning of the seminar. And it's 99% of the time go, people will say it's when someone does something. Okay, sure, that's how we perceive it. But trust begins with being trustworthy. It's when I do those things. And that's kind of what you're referring to. When we get to the point of that I can be humble enough to say, I am working on this. I am learning. I'm growing. And I'm asking you for help. Then maybe we can change the culture. Maybe we can then, you know, obviously we want to change it within the culture that we live in, whether it's the family or the the job or how, wherever we work. But I think that's where it starts. And, and again, we, you know, we, we tend to point the finger at somebody else and not us. And what is that saying? Every time that you point your finger at someone, you got three of them pointing right back at you. We don't count the thumb. So um, I, I, I don't know what are your, your thoughts on We got a couple of minutes left. Yes. Uh, on trust, well, uh, again, trust, uh, tr trust is gained, right? That's one of those things that you cannot, uh, you know, obedience the obedience rule it's, right. it's it doesn't really work yeah uh, and 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 then it's an alignment it's an alignment of 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 word and deed over time it is you know we grow into that we don't trust 100 a person 100 percent uh you know we all know we're all humans and we make mistakes but i i think i think if we 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 understand the character of a person because of what we have seen how this person you know, we you called it before integrity wholeness 
right? We understand that person is, has integrity because or is whole because every time the person speaks, the, 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 the words match. Uh, there's, uh, you remember Chief Pope? Chief Pope used to say when he used to come to the Airman Leadership School to speak, he always started every conversation with uh, something among the lines that uh, I can't hear what you're saying because uh, you're you're what you what you do speak so loud that I can't hear what you're saying. Right. I, I think among those lines, and that's really what happens. What we want is that there is an alignment of uh, deed and and word over time develops character and then we have trust you know that's probably a good topic to talk about trust how do you develop trust let's do that soon let's do it thank you for listening we hope today's topic connected with you and help you reflect on the work leaders do to get out of a narrow focus on one future and into a broader range of possible alternatives if you'd like to connect with us Find us at leadersandfutures.com. And if you would like to learn more about leadership and future studies, we have several programs to help you at the Institute for Leadership and Strategic Foresight. Until next time, be great. <laughs>